0: It's nothing personal for me. It's just business.
1: The streets of Baltimore, on the streets of Detroit, during the the sixties, and New York City. Immediately within it, you are going to get those people whose differences are not being articulated, which is right.
0: expecting any answers? Huh? Oh, I'm already isn't it? Exit oh, yeah. the Matrix yeah. podcast. I am Amin Drew Law, aka Mean TMK, aka Amin Habibi. Pronouns: he, him. Uh, we are here, live in the belly of the beast. Um, I have my uh, two co-hosts here. Uh, Do you have anything to say to the people? Do any uh, introductions? Do we have any today? Yo, it's the motherfucking moment. Yo, it's wild as
2: hell being in D.C. It's surreal as fuck right now watching this motherfucking grown-ass baby have a fucking uh, temper tantrum. And then watching this other motherfucker be like, well, because he's throwing a temper tantrum, I need to extort you niggas some more. We'll talk about that more later.
1: My intro is so much simpler.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But that's your brand.
1: That is. It's just
0: Kita. It's just yeah. It's just Kita. That's the when we because you know we're trying to merchandise here, so we get the, the Kita dolls. Like, you know, we'll just pull a the string. Head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> That's your brand, and I'm and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. But but Mo Man mentioned it. He said it, and we got to talk about it. The president-elect <clears throat> uh, is As a fact.
1: <laughs> I could hear the air quotes.
0: I don't know why I still do air quotes. Wait, you're just you're, like, you can't see me. Okay, they well, absolutely can see you. The can, NSA can. Waiting.
1: You can vocalize air quotes too is the thing.
0: Right. Quote on quote. <laughs> I want to read it because what's so funny is uh, – so um, if you don't know, you know, right? You know, right? This, this guy, Jump Off Joey – <clears throat> he tweet- sleepy Joe, sleep creepy Joe. He tweeted out yesterday. Here's the deal: <clears throat> because President Trump refuses to concede and is delaying the transition, we have to fund it ourselves and need your help. If you are able, chip in to help fund the Biden Harris transition. Extreme um, poverty. Oh, like- I- I'm just gonna open up the floor to this absurd and ridiculous world that late stage capitalism has Why us living in
2: the fuck with this motherfucker who dollars. is the most corporate democrat in history uh, with the exception the possible exception of hillary clinton can't you get your wall street friends to fund your motherfucking GoFundMe? you gotta fleece the fucking people we ain't got no money since corona twelve hundred dollars you still trying to get money from the people
1: extreme poverty Look. like When we said this shit was a scam, and then this dude literally coming out like, so if you give me the money, even though you've already paid your taxes, even though this government has not given you any coronavirus stimulus checks, even though we're about to cut off unemployment benefits, even though we're about to end the eviction moratorium,
2: (laughs) even though I promised you student loan, relief but uh
1: extreme poverty also i
2: can't help but feel like because of all of this
1: not just the scam but uh i feel like you had mentioned it before where oh
0: so this is how you launder some of those presidential
1: campaign
0: money <laughs> the, this this is what i don't understand this is what truly blows my mind this was the most expensive I and mean, it happens every year this is the most expensive uh, election campaign of all time, the 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 Biden Harris campaign made three hundred and eighty million dollars. And if I that's absolutely... not enough, then 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 what is? It's how about this? I know you want to go. I know y'all both chomping at the bit. In two thousand, I know the record was broken. I think in, I think it was uh, a few moments uh, later. Bush and Kerry. That was when it was broken. And how that was not that long ago, right? Like 16 years ago, something like that. Right, right. It's for the, the campaigns cost four times as much. Well, it's all related, right? If you had
2: public funding for these things like France does again, these aren't even deep commie ideas. These are ideas that they do in Europe and they work just fine and give equal access to all the parties. Right now, you don't have the de facto slush fund that's needed, that's created by avenues like Citizens United. So what happens is this literally becomes ways to launder money because you're just getting these anonymous $1, $2, $1, $2 donations. I mean, it's Ozark, right? Literally, you're taking money that it, from wherever and you're laundering it and making it legal.
1: Aside from that, though, when you look at his
2: transition team
1: and you're like, you got millionaires and billionaires on there, fool. Why are you asking the United States citizens to fund your transition team? When, first of all, we know a lot more about politics than we did before. We know a transition team is supposed to be funded by the government. You got that money. Why are you not asking... 45 for that money instead you're like give me your money that we know you're not making instead of even him asking his corporate backers for that money and I always find it ridiculous because like it was at the start of the COVID-19 pandemic where a bunch of celebrities were like you should we'll do a fundraiser and it was like we're gonna take your money even though we make millions of dollars. And we are still getting paid. We're going to take your money in order to give you money for the COVID nineteen pandemic.
2: Extreme poverty. and we literally have people on his transition team from Goldman Sachs. I mean, small
1: business on Amazon. And and
2: if you don't know who Goldman Sachs is, please do yourself the favor of looking them up.
1: People with literal money.
2: The
0: most money
1: the most money. They got money. the most. Even <laughs> Biden and Harris come from money. The fact that you're asking people who are literally on, uh, who have become homeless not even literally on the verge of becoming homeless they have become homeless. We're f- trying to figure out where our money is going to come from and they're trying to say like oh yeah well the economy's picking up. Unemployment has gone down. More people are hiring and it's like yeah more people are hiring because freaking Walmart still wants to do his Black Friday sales. Small business on are you Amazon. kidding me? I don't want to work temporary retail and here you are asking the American people who already put in all of this work to make sure that it was the lesser of two evils got picked. Hey, it's small dollar loans. It's, come on, you guys know you want to support your government and I do that through taxes.
2: And this money will be recouped because there's only so long you can delay this transitionary funds. So it's like, is that money going to be given back to the people that donate?
1: And how fucking sp- of It's like, you're supposed to go in there and make changes. That's what, I mean, to me, you, he didn't even platform on that, where he's like, everything's going to stay the same. And I'm like, great, instead of everything staying the same, instead you're going to ask the American people to help fund your transition team. Instead of going to 45, or instead of going to literally anybody in the American government and saying, release
2: those funds, because they are due to me. becomes even more interesting, right, when you're looking at somebody, like, not only is he talking about it's going to stay the same, he's literally negotiating with 45 right now to pardon him it's like well this will make the transition easier because he's just afraid that you know he'll go to jail if he doesn't concede the presidency bruh this motherfucker's gonna run in 2024 again good smart politics would be to dirty his ass with the but actual crimes out. that he's done so that you don't have an opponent
0: for 2024 but most but, of these democrats don't want the republicans to lose right they, they need them right uh, I, I don't I, this is what I, my question is How does this cost money? How could it cost? It does. You have to fund your teams, national security. No, no, no. I I get it, but like if you win the presidency, and I get that there's an apparatus involved that allows funds, quote unquote funds, to be released so you can have a transition. I, I I just I guess I don't understand like how a human can be the president of the United States unless you are already a multimillionaire. Oh, those are facts. Yeah, they, they call they're, oh, money. So that's not the only most ridiculous, absurd shit that happens in this absurd reality that we live here in 2000 and through 2020, you know what I'm saying? It's this absurd dimension that I have to live in that makes no sense. Kyle Rittenhouse, I don't know if you know the name or you've heard the name, he basically went out, murdered someone who was protesting Then walked away with his hands in the air, and then the cops just thanked him, and he just got to walk home. He was arrested later, and yesterday he was bailed out uh, for $2 million million. million bail. $2 million.
2: And you know one of the main contributors to his uh, get-out-of-jail-free card— was uh the rich ricky schroeder remember him ricky schroeder now ricky schroeder so he was in one of the uh the cop procedural shows when he came up on that show silver motherfucking spoons this is a, a white dude actor right chris pratt syndrome you know and so he sees himself in this kid like this kid is out there but like Ricky Schroeder, I mean, again, right, it's the same kind of white dudes, because this is a dude that has allegations of domestic abuse, you know what I'm saying? And so they all see themselves in this, he's the future, you know what I'm saying? And so it makes sense to me that these kind of actors, these kind of, we're under attack, America is under attack, we're losing America, conservative white guys, they're, of course, $2 million to this guy who crossed state lines essentially to play the purge against leftists, people he perceived as leftists.
0: I think it was like uh, – I, I have I have this – you know I like have all my things up and then you're like jumping from one thing to the next <laughs> and you're like <laughs> you trying know. to remember where it, where it was. I have it here somewhere. But few few it was a representative. Uh, it was someone in Congress, in Congress right now in 2020, a person, a duly elected official – that said Kyle Rittenhouse should run for Congress. And I think is just one of those things. Remember when we went way back, way back, early uh, podcast. I don't know if it was this season or last season, because, you know, podcast is high tell time. Bing. And we were talking about when we went camping. Remember, moment man, we went camping. Our whole squad was there. And we saw all these, the, the, the Trumpers. And it was like this moment of reality of like, oh, white people do want to kill you. Like, this is another moment where I kind of, am like, I should know better. And I, and I shouldn't be surprised. But it really is like white people want to kill you. People in Congress, a Congress member, said that this person should run for Congress after they just killed someone, and basically, like you were saying, the purge and cold blood, and just just walk off. They
2: didn't kill black people. He killed white people. You know what I'm saying? This dude went from Illinois to Wisconsin, a state he didn't even live in, and he shot white people. But the white people were protesting
0: with Black Lives
2: Matter, so you know, fuck them.
0: Yeah, so I, there's another another crazy uh, aspect of the dystopia that we live in. And I'm sure y'all have heard these stories, but we had to we had to get off. Oh on, my god, on that.
1: so many, and I feel like. We talked about France did one good thing, but then we we were making it pretty clear they stay pretty fucked
0: up. Well, they're back in the news for some fucked up shit. Real wow, what surprise! What? It's
1: a scandal. And I, I just want to
0: I have right before you start because I know you you got to start a club. I wanted to say like I think a few podcasts ago because podcasts uh, time I said <laughs> fuck France, but really what I, I want to say is you know, fuck the French government. You know what I'm saying? Like and we know there's good folks w- uh, in France. I know the Yellow Vest movement. They was out there really really and too. You know fighting oh, for yeah. you know for things. So I just want to say. You Fuck Macron, fuck the government, and uh, yeah, there's a.
1: Yeah, and France is feeling that way too because uh, French politicians, once again, our politicians, uh, are debating a new law that would criminalize any social media videos which identify police officers. So, Article 24 says that it would be a criminal offense to disseminate by whatever means and on whatever medium with the aim of damaging physical or psychological integrity the image of the face or any other element of identification of an official of the national police or Or a member of the national gendarmerie when they are acting in the context of a police operation.
2: And this is on top of the incredible Islamophobia. Like, France is probably the most Islamophobic nation in all of Europe, right? So, like you're saying now, women that practice Islam can't have face coverings, you know, even if it's the ceremonial garb. But at the same time, police get total anonymity. They – you can't videotape them. You can't – even in the process – so like when you're talking about like what's happening in, in in the context of America, right, where George Floyd is being videotaped uh, as, as he's being murdered uh, by extrajudicial law, um, capital law. They're killing him on the streets. In France now, just videotaping that becomes a crime.
0: Right. That's crazy. I mean that's the whole basis I feel like. Being able to document, you know, like this idea, like you were just talking about, like the anonymity that 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 police have, and and also to that point, so there's a, also a part here. Their inter- interior minister, interior minister Canister, said that there would be zero tolerance for police racism. To me, that's a, a direct. Co opt of Blue Lives Matter, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like now, this is the way that but France this is the has re- way. This is the French way. This will be no racism against uh, the police. I would, like a I would like to buy a hamburger. I would like to buy a hamburger. It's like, what are you talking about? Police? How can you be racist against an occupation? Exactly. And it
1: it's the same thing that we see here, right? Because, of course, protesters came out and they were like, this law, even if you're considering it, is dumb as fuck why would you do that um, and they've had long standing problems just like the United States in which the police have been cited for their police brutality have been cited for their racial profiling also keeping journalists down so even though article 24 says it has to be intentional harm we have seen police get away with saying well I felt like my life was in danger or I felt harmed because somebody called me and, and said that I was racist and, and that person would be criminalized
2: what bothers me about that when i think about it is again it shows that they understand the language that we're using of the oppressed right they understand that it is dangerous to to isolate uh a, a minority, right? Racism costs lives. So you understand that racism is bad, and you have to protect people from racism. And, but instead of applying that towards truly oppressed minority groups like black people and, and, and Muslims, you apply it towards police, the most protected class of occupation next to military or congressperson?
1: Yeah, because even... Castanet was talking about the yellow vest crisis, which often comes up with uh, the French when they're talking about police brutality, because, you know, the yellow Vest come, they're supposed to be peaceful, they're really observing, and the police essentially were arresting them, but also brutalizing them in the streets while they were trying to document the police brutality, and now uh Castanet is saying, well, you guys had it wrong. I don't know what you think you saw, but the police were in danger. The protesters were being violent against the police. And so, you know, now you guys have changed the discourse, and that's why you don't want to support police. But yeah, why are we supporting an occupation? Why are we supporting the medical field who is getting crushed under the weight of COVID-19 cutbacks and privatization? Or even teachers who are having to contend with, because Or daycare workers, retail workers, like so many people who are out there having to face the pandemic when everybody's like, well, it's serious. I shouldn't do anything. I have to work. It's more important for me to work from the safety of my home and the privacy of my home.
2: And those people do experience real threats, right, without the power of the state. Like, for again, like, I I don't advocate for anybody to commit violence. But if violence is committed against a member of law enforcement, the law enforcement will pursue you. The national government will pursue you forever. There are other classes that serve humanity, and they don't get those same kind of protections. As you were saying, there are people that are threatening to beat up doctors and nurses right now because they're asking you to wear a mask. Right. This is a class of people that is keeping us all alive right now in the middle of a pandemic. Think about the violence that retail workers and servers are experiencing. Right. Are they not a protected class? If something happens to them, there's no guarantee that the state and the federal government will protect them to. You know what I'm saying? Um, But, you know, the French people were like,
0: no, no, we are usually not accepting they, this. Aren't they usually like, no. <laughs> Isn't that what they usually be like? No, nah. <laughs> because they be turning the fuck up.
1: Yeah, and they turn the fuck up to say no. This is unacceptable, Macron. You suck, Macron. Um. You suck.
0: <laughs> no. You little pussy. I <laughs> would exactly like to buy a Exactly. You like that. that? You like that accent? I know. Working on my French accent. There's like yeah. uh, French people,
1: power to you.
2: Still going to make fun of the accent. <laughs> oh, I would like to buy a
0: hamburger. I would like to buy a hamburger.
2: Yeah, but if we're going to talk about turning up, man, I think the gold medal award goes to the people of Guatemala. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Look, what people don't understand about Guatemala is when you try to think about the violence of the Cold War, the so-called Cold War, uh, which, again, in and of itself is a very violent term. Because it's saying the violence that doesn't happen between the Soviets and the Americans directly doesn't count. But what happened was countless, countless socialist Central American governments, South American governments, Caribbean governments, African governments all around the world were overturned. Iran was overturned in the 50s in these so-called Cold Wars because nothing that looked like socialism could take place, right? So in the 50s, the government was overthrown. Uh, and people that were more sympathetic to the United States were put in power. They've been more and more increasingly corrupt. And this only got worse in Reagan's America, where he was super anti-communist, so anything that looked like that. So then you're dealing with the Sandinistas that are going all through Central America, literally killing with impunity. And now the people have just fucking had it. They're sick of it. They're sick of all of these corrupt governments that are essentially puppets to people that are not the Guatemalans. And, uh, yo, they burned down their House of Congress. That shit happened this fucking week, turned up. I mean, right now, and these are student protesters, right? These aren't like the quote-unquote inner city, but like everybody's joined in.
1: And the reason they've joined in is because when the budget was released, $12.9 billion, um, the budget increased public debt while cutting funding for healthcare, education, human rights, and the justice system, which of course outraged the students, business leaders, um, because they, Guatemala, like many of the islands have been affected by hurricane after hurricane after hurricane. And so it's like, you're going to cut everything we need to survive these natural disasters,
0: um, in order to pay yourself. Yeah. And they set fire to Congress. This global movement of anti-fascism, you know what I mean? Like, we see it happening. We saw it. We were talking there's about- fascism
2: everywhere in the world, and there's anti-fascism everywhere in the world.
0: Yeah, and it just, just does my heart good to see it happening. You know, we just were talking about France, and now them trying to implement this. Am- am- uh, I, it's One of those words that's hard for me to say. Anonymity, I got it, baby. Yeah, that's right. Come. Uh, it may, also, we were talking about uh, in Nigeria where they're talking about that. Remember the the the, the power went out. Oh, well, yeah. Well, all the power went out. That's why there was no footage of what was going on. And you know, you just can't suppress the people you know you can't suppress the people and uh, I I see that fight happening um, you know all around the world and and it's another reason why I love talking about global politics and why it's so important for us to do it because these movements this class consciousness remember I was talking about class consciousness it's like everybody out here is fighting this fascist world in their own particular ways that it manifests in their society which is no racism against cops or blue lives matter you know and they got their own version in, in in every part of of, uh, of the globe. So, bam, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing the people rise up and uh, envision a new world, a new planet. It can be done with the number one thing, volatile civil unrest. Right, man. And again, right, just to, to end rap. Right.
2: So like we had the Mike Pompeo and who essentially annexed the West Bank this week that happened. Uh, he said there's no such thing as an illegal settlement, even though the United Nations uh says and like what's what's ironic to me about this is these are the quote unquote good Palestinians right the ones that this is the West Bank isn't ruled by Hamas they're ruled by fucking Abbas
0: yeah who's Abbas, Abbas
2: who's yeah, been Muhammad there Abbas,
0: just just a basically another puppet, puppet in the same way that
2: right um, these they have, this isn't the place where quote unquote missiles are coming from. That's not happening. These are in the West these are
0: Bank. the these are the centralist liberal liberals.
2: Right. And so like Pompeo by saying that BDS represents anti Semitism and raps once again, right? Because it's like, oh, oh, you understand what oppression is, you understand what racism is. But you don't care about that as it applies to black people. You don't care about that as it applies to to women. You don't care about how that applies to queer people, right? But you want to take this one very, very hyper-conservative understanding of what it is to be Jewish and be like, well, if you're BDS, you're anti-Semitic. Fuck out of here. As, I, as a fucking Jew, let me say that's
0: some complete and utter bullshit. Bam, I mean that's a stamp right there. Let's style on him. Let's style on
2: him. Come on and shake that cute little booty of yours. Ow! Ha! Yeah.
1: This is Styling on Them, where we talk TV, cinema, music, pop culture, and all things media through the lens of radical anti-oppression. Boom! For updates, follow us on IG, FB, and Twitter at Matrix Podcast.
0: Thanks for reading my script, Kita. You did a great job. Yay. This is Styling on Them. What do we got? <laughs>
1: oh yeah, that's still me. <laughs> Those are your lines.
0: <laughs> Oh yeah. We, we got to get the crack thing. Thing. We do
2: bums again.
1: Yeah. We got to call
0: where's the crack team
1: in where's here? the crack team? Yeah. yeah, hold up those those cards. <laughs> <laughs> I right, tell get this teleprompter worked out. Right. If okay. okay. Um later. so Disney once again out here as a capitalist machine. A small um, business on Amazon. So I say a lot. That the reason people really aren't in favor of Hollywood, they don't feel like there's another original idea ever, is because of restrictive copyright Uh, law. Take the credit. They'll never know. And Disney is one of the biggest people who have set it back by far. So, Alan Dean Foster, sci-fi legend, writer... He's novelized so many movies and TV from Star Wars, Aliens, just a bunch of movies and media that became popular. He turned it into novels. So Disney, because they acquired uh, Lucas and Fox, they also acquired copyright licenses. So one of those copyright licenses is Alan Dean Foster's from him doing the novelization of these media. So he says, hey, you guys haven't paid me in a really long time. What's going on? Disney is arguing when they bought Lucas and Fox, they acquired the copyright licenses that enabled them to sell Foster's books, but they did not acquire the liability or the legal obligation to pay him for his books.
2: And I remember growing up in the hood where they called mother, like, you know, if if a dude put on a mask and pull out a gun and take $20 from your wallet, he could face 20 fucking years, 20 to life. It's armed Mm. robbery. Meanwhile, these legal slick motherfuckers in suits, you think you're doing the right thing. You write a book, hard as shit. I say as a published author. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> right? You get your intellectual property picked up. Normally, you have options, right? I mean, what was that one? uh was uh, Jan telling uh Strike Back. The whole shit is about I sold this dude my IP, but he made a movie. But I had an option, and he didn't pay me for my options. So this motherfucker's out of pocket. Disney's like, yeah, fuck all that. I'm your huckleberry.
1: Yeah, I, which I find fascinating because nobody would let Disney be like, yeah, you bought Fox, Lucas and Fox, but you didn't acquire their debts. Like, no, you still owe people money. But this is a thing that uh, Disney does because they did this with the um, extending the length of the copyright laws because we're wondering why nothing has come into the public domain. And public domain is amazing because it means anybody can take that idea and then like transform it. It belongs to everybody, which is Beautiful and amazing. Well, Disney decided. Socialist, (laughs)
2: communist. I know, right? We're a community. We got to share. Yo, but they're not for capitalism either. They're only for money for them. For example. Isn't that capitalism? The (laughs) argument doesn't work down the other way. I can't go and buy a copy of the Lion King, have a showing at my house where I charge motherfuckers $5 a piece and be like, hey, I bought this Lion King. What I do with this shit is my fucking business. You already been paid. But they've literally done the exact same thing.
1: No, Disney feels like it owns things forever, and it's ensured that. Why people are getting annoyed at the live action, and I was like – yeah because they need to keep the intellectual property of their copyrights and they're going to keep extending it into perpetuity because they don't want any of their stuff to become public domain even though it feels like those memories belong to everyone so here's another instance in which a mega corporation a
0: small business on amazon let's not
1: forget how much disney owns I Amin mean, broke down the big long list in one of the podcasts can't remember which hollywood is not liberal puts forth these arguments and and it could change. Of course, there's a lot of people who are going to fight back because it's like, that makes no sense. Why? And the lucky thing about Foster though is, is that he has the backing of unionized labor. It's oh, the sci-fi writers of America. Don't work. What um, unions? Cause they really come. So he brought their grievance in front of them so that they could help him combat it because he's dealing with like a lot of health issues. He's one writer. And so of course we know though that Amazon has also tried to. Cripple all of that
0: small business on Amazon but Disney
1: is essentially saying no we don't got to pay you of course he has the backing of that he has a support but Disney does this for a lot of small creators that we we might not even be aware of just because they feel they own everything and if they own then everything that they also acquire which i feel like it should go into the public domain corporations shouldn't be able to keep the ip forever but they're also saying like hey we shouldn't have to pay you anything even though we make this is like the gofundme (laughs) 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 we make billions but why should we pay you anything
2: yo it ain't just disney either bro everybody's doing this shit look at warner brothers Uh, we're not gonna go to it fully in this segment in fact we might come back to it very soon think about how animaniacs just recently got rebooted. I was asking, yeah. We shit should watch is Trash. It's not Damn. that good. The first episode is kind of witty. The second and the third episode, I mean, put it like this. The thing that I loved about the Animaniacs in the 90s was the fact that they were really edgy. I mean, it was like they secretly got some woke motherfuckers in there trying to write some shit. But like now it's like They've taken all these commodified woke terms and there is just surface level shit. For example, there's a whole skit that Dot does about how women have got the right to vote for 100 years. and It's like in 2020. We still telling that fucking lie like white women did. Sure. Indigenous women just barely got this shit 40 years ago. Black women only got the shit 60 years ago. Like, everybody hasn't had the right to vote a 100 years, and you can't get no woke points by putting shit out there like that and then not acting like the shit was what it was.
0: All right, yeah. So, uh, again, Hollywood is not liberal. Go peep that episode. That ting was on fire. Um, And we just going to keep it going because the fuck shit never ends here in Hollywood. Hollywood, it never ends. You think that they're so – they're straight leftists. They're communist in in Hollywood. Well, you no. know, they donate to Biden and the Democrats, except well, not right. for this GoFundMe.
1: Extreme oh, poverty. Okay. Oh, right,
0: right, right, right. Yeah, now you can spare a couple dollars there for the old uh, chip-in-for-Joey uh, movement, but more, more Aww, fuck shit. There's a show that we watched that, that I forget. Mo oh, Man, did you put me up on it? I can't remember. American Gods, yes. American Gods, great show. And and you know what? It wasn't great straight from the first episode. I liked it, but then I started liking it more. Started liking it more. Started liking it more. And um, of course, I can't have anything. Anger gets shit
2: done. Bing. It's one of the greatest speeches ever. Yeah. Uh, and if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend. But see, anger gets shit done. Angry. Gets shit done. Is what got the show canceled. Right. Is, is at least what got it fucked up. Because that's Orlando Jones going in on some real shit. And so again, if you have not seen it, Google American Gods and Angry Get Shit Done.
0: Yeah, so let's give him a little context. Let's give him a little prefacing here. Orlando Jones, legend in the game, facts or not facts. Facts. That's Big a goddamn fact. fact. Brought him along. They they invited him, of course, to do the show, and when he came, there was no character written for him. He created his own character. Okay, mm-hmm. now of course not created his own character, but utilized. Though the character his... definitely exists in the
2: original property. Anansi Boys not only exists; it's a whole fucking series
0: outside of it. So that even asks a bigger question: of Why is this huge part of the book, uh, the, uh not a part of your show already? So you have to bring in Orlando Jones. So he's 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 writing right his own his own lines. Okay, writing. I guess they have like um. God, I wish Pages was here to talk about this, but I know they have like... Oh, the character the, bible. The character bible, right? Yes. That seems very difficult. As a person who's writing a book right now, those things are very difficult. Okay, writing the character bible. But guess what? Because Orlando Jones is such a beast, he's such a talent, he's such a, a commodity in this game, he starts writing lines and, and, and plot points for other I'm not characters. a writer. I'm
2: a writer for myself and others.
0: Right. 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 So okay. So he's just giving you all this intellectual property, right? He's just creating these, these artistic moments, these cinematic, theatrical moments. I mean, that defined the he's show. The best part of the show. Yeah. I mean, because those videos went viral.
1: His speech? right. His speeches
0: that he yes. wrote himself. Yes. Okay. All right. So you would think, right? You would. He's being promoted uh, for the season three, even though he's not going to be in season three because. He was fired. And <clears throat> when we're talking about this Hollywood is not a liberal situation is Hollywood is still incredibly anti-black. You see it every year with these Oscar movies coming out.
2: I want to speak on this, man, because I feel particularly victimized by this. It's not just Hollywood. Let's cast the blame where it really goes. The arts. Bing. The arts are incredibly anti-black and ridiculously anti-black males. This carries on all throughout and all of these things. We saw this happen with Orlando Jones.
1: And it happened to Orlando Jones twice because I used to watch this show called Sleepy Hollow. Amazing black woman lead. He was in it and he... Called them out for their anti-blackness and they fired him and Nicole Bahari, which is ironic because she was the main protect, she was the main character of the show, and they continued another season. Like, well, you guys will still watch it. Black people said, "Fuck y'all, nah."
2: Think about, think about uh Aaron McGruder with the motherfucking Boondocks. Right.
0: <laughs> right, Yeah, I mean, the list goes on. It goes on and on and on and on. And, and and like you said, I mean, this of course is just a microcosm cinema. You know, it exists everywhere. It exists. I mean, you, how many times have you watched, um, you know, a Basquiat documentary and you're like, look how incredibly anti-black these people are until they want to co op Until, what's his name? Soup Can. Mr. Soup Cans. What's his, what's his name? The, 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 the artist?
2: Andy Warhol. Andy
0: Warhol co-signed him. Now he's the big, he's a big deal. Let's do that 20 times. The fucking talent of Andy Warhol. And, and it happens man. in a, guess who's in the poetry community? Or work was in, was in the poetry community. <laughs> Th- three of the people sitting in this room right now those spaces still being dominated by whiteness even though most oh of the talent God. is people of color
2: yo and it literally was just a thing it was a big thing on black twitter about a week ago when they did a breakdown on all of the poets who have won the biggest awards the schools they went to and how vampiric that whole system was like you had to go to harvard you had to go to iowa one of those schools right and those people controlled all of the awards so their students Students that came up through their systems were the ones that got the awards and when it came time to be the bigger awards those students were expected to essentially be nominating their mentors like this shit goes on and on and on so this ain't gonna happen for random black poet that makes it through Baltimore's MFA program because you it has nothing to do with your talent
0: you don't know the right people and the right people don't fucking know you. And when you know those right people, you know it's that aspect of privilege that you get, where you're not, you're unable or unwilling to see how it is, um, the the game is rigged in your favor. And that that brings me back to the Orlando Jones uh, aspect, because one of his castmates, like he won't say who, but I think we have an idea who. We know exactly who said he was Shadow Moon. He was bitches. He said he was playing the race card. You know what I'm saying? So there. You just have this moment where they're just able to to you know divide people based on their adherence to whiteness. And Orlando Jones, one of the real ones in the game, uh-huh. just like Monique, where people are quote unquote difficult to work with. But when it's when it's Taylor Swift, it's like, well, look, she's being she's being uh, uh, serious about her craft. She's She's sticking to her artistic guns. Yeah, yeah, feminist icon. Yeah. All right. Uh, Can I move on to the next? Oh
2: yeah, give it to us. Yeah,
0: we got more stuff popping off YouTube uh, slash Google slash Alphabet, one of the biggest mega corporations on the history of the world. Small business. Uh, They have updated their YouTube terms of service shockingly uh not good for the people on the platform oh the people who provide all of their content so youtube wouldn't exist as a service without their content yeah literally because uh i don't believe google invented youtube uh, i think someone else invented it and then sold it to google so i guess yeah they get to run it all in that way take the credit um, never so know. um essentially what's happening is creators okay quote unquote youtube creators because this seems fair they have to have at least 4,000 watch hours in 12 months. Every 12 months, you have to have at least 4,000 watch hours and at least 1,000 a, a subscribers to become eligible for the YouTube Partner Program. This essentially helps monetize videos, which isn't the case for all non-eligible small creators. So,
1: so wait, 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 wait. Yes. wait,
0: wait. Yes, if you would like to monetize, these are things that you have to have. So
1: these are the only things you can do to achieve – because I remember the Terms of Service update also said – YouTube has the right to put ads on any video whether you're part of our partner program or not. So then they've made it harder to be part of your partner program so they can put ads and essentially not pay you for the content that you
0: created. You just talked about Disney Keita. You know. know that they know. get everything and you get nothing right? Google you know? is
2: Disney of the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Google is Disney of the
0: internet. I love how this podcast is low-key turning into a musical. We're getting, that's a, you know, we're getting yeah. a larger yeah. fan base and yeah. I'm with it. I, I'm here Somebody for Somebody
1: want us to feature on there <laughs> just just a
0: side note if y'all don't know last week uh, i accidentally recorded the entire podcast in AutoTune. tune so
1: i was
0: like drop that shit son right. it do it. that yeah, no, oh, it, it was, no, it was hilarious. But let's get back to the task at hand, because this is important to me, you know? Yeah, no, for real, for this real. Is, and it should be important to you, too, because I, there's not a soul on earth I, I've ever met that doesn't spend hours watching YouTube per week. Everyone does. Yeah. You know, it's really essentially where the best, not the most funded, not 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 the, the, the highest capital, but in terms of the talent, in terms of things you want to hear, I watch more YouTube than I watch anything else. So we've we've decided that there is an issue <laughs> with people who don't have 4,000 public watch hours, Okay. Unable to monetize, but guess what? Good old Alphabet slash Google slash YouTube did a small business on Amazon. Okay, they said that do with these new terms of service if any of your videos go viral and you do not have uh, the YouTube partner program, if you are not signed up to the YouTube partner program, um, they essentially can monetize your video without your consent. What? Yes, yes. Yes, that's that's what I'm saying. This is this is. That's Willy Wonka. You lose. Good day. Lose. The first one
2: is free. Good day, free. sir. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, if you hold, build another one. If you so viral, do it again.
1: So they're essentially saying we'll monetize your videos, but for us, but we won't pay you that. much. But money. we're not going to pay we're you unless pay you're part you. of the program.
0: And you remember the whole time, the whole reason they created this was because you know what it is—that right-wing propaganda machine, all the 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 racist, homophobic, transphobic. uh uh, just just blatantly oppressive shit that was being put on youtube and the ads were still like dan and yogurt here's the the most delicious strawberry you know right in front of this super you know violent racist rhetoric that someone is spitting so you create this (laughs) you create this so you can prevent those kind of things but look what they do they just flip it over again and, uh, you know, and I got more news. I got more news. More, f- oh, right. That terms of service was long. I mean, yeah. I mean, but essentially that's what it is. That's that's what it is. Yeah. Are, is there anything y'all wanted to add about this YouTube shit? Because there's more bullshit with dun, 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 Spotify. A small business on Amazon. <laughs> Spotify. The they were competing to be the worst. Can I tell you, I want to tell you a little story about my music career. May I do that?
1: Yes. May I do that? Yeah, and we, we go back.
0: And we We go go back. back. (laughs) Story time. Flashback. I am a rapper. I I say that proudly. I like to rap. I like to make music. I'm a musician. I'm a vocalist. These are things. So I've been making music for a long time. Okay. And not to head it, you know what I'm saying. But I've been I've, I've been passionate about the form of music and creating it my whole life. And when you do that, you want to bring it to the to the people now in 2020 supposedly so easy now you can just put all your music on a streaming service and you get a certain amount of money per place well you know how much money that is per play it's like 0.0012 cents per stream wait that's not even one full cent stream are you kidding me i mean this is the thing I, i woke up the other day and i looked at my streams and they had exploded for some reason maybe because it's quarantine maybe because it got added to a playlist or whatever it exploded and I got way more streams than I had ever gotten even before then. And it was a total of like $12. Oh my God. We're talking thousands. Of, I'm not going to tell you how many, but thousands and th- thousands of streams. And thousands of net streams. $12. Right, netting me $12. When I used to rap back in my days, you know, back in the mid-2000s, way back in the way back, you know, I would sell mixtapes for $10 a piece. And it wasn't like a difficult thing to get people to buy a mixtape. It was a regular thing. You know how many times? I don't know. How, most of my music I ever listened to in my entire life was bought from, bought from the CD man outside the barbershop or outside the grocery store or, or, or you know what I'm saying, uh, by the, the strip mall. Like that's where you go to get your music. So, I mean, you know, essentially the artists aren't getting paid, but I still don't mind paying the CD guy. Yeah. Uh, but again, people love to support you. That's a part of that's a beautiful aspect of being an artist. you go to a venue, but maybe people you've never known before or maybe people who've been fans of you for a long time, and you have this thing that you created and you work so hard on, and you want to give it to the people so they want to support it it's a beautiful interaction it's a beautiful exchange of of art and and monetization so on and so forth ten dollars per so I may go into a venue with sixty people, and if I sell to one in six people, that's still ten CDs if a math is correct. community college. You know what I'm saying? That's a hundred bucks. Yeah. That's a hundred. And that's not even necessarily a great night. Now I know again, I gotta transport myself there. I gotta get there. But those mixtapes, though, people are gonna put those in their car and they're gonna play them. You know what I mean? They're gonna see them. They might pass them along. It's it's just a great exchange. Now, again, I'm all digital. I love digital. Yes. I'm not mad at that. But how are artists supposed to monetize when they was making, you know, I mean, we, how many artists from the South do we talk about literally got paid selling CDs out the trunk of the car? Now that that revenue is gone, so Spotify, who's giving you point zero zero two, they uh, they're in the news and it's not it's not for for anything good. The Union of Musicians, a newly formed uh, a group of allied workers, including Galaxy 5000, Downtown Boys, Speedy Ortiz launched a petition. With tens of thousands of signatures seeking justice at Spotify, they ask: Look at the radical things that they're asking—the adoption of a user-centric payment model, transparency, the existing, the elimination of any pre-existing payola, and a, a stipulation that companies must pay one cent per stream. Our demand is that this model be adjusted so artists can be paid fairly. If Spotify's model cannot pay artists fairly, it shouldn't exist. Facts. Do yes. I have any objections? Yes, no
1: objections here. So,
0: a few days later, Spotify announces a new tool, a new tool for artists that addresses royalties, but not by increasing them. It is called Discovery Mode. The feature will let artists opt into a promotional royalty rate, one at less than the 0.002 cent per song, less than that rate, for specific, for specific songs, in exchange, those songs will receive amplified visibility on some listeners' listeners' rhythmically generated playlists with the promo rate applied only to boost the streams. Do you have thoughts?
2: So what they're saying is literally if you make it so that we don't gotta pay your ass, we'll stop hiding your shit from the people that would love to listen to you.
0: Bing. That That's it in a gist. Yeah, and no, it's total facts. So again... You know, especially because so many artists are out here, and, and look, I'm, I'm a, I have title. You know what I'm saying, I, and and I got it specifically because, you know, I wanted to support Black business, even though we know seventy percent of title is non-Black, and and mm-hmm. they've they've had several allegations of them boosting streams for certain artists. Why? Because certain artists have a a stake in, in, in this company, so. You hear all of these different murmurings here and there, here and there, here and there. And, and again, what the people are asking for is just transparency. We want to see the numbers. And pay us for our content. I don't know how
1: these content houses, warehouses essentially, suddenly thought they owned content. No, it's my content. By all American laws, it's my copyright. You just let me host.
0: This is this is what we were talking about. That's why we started with Disney. Because I think Disney is at the front of all of this shit. They have they have been the pioneers of stealing ideas for a hundred years. Everybody gets to do it. Everybody else wants to do it. Amazon the wants to
2: do it. business I on it. I Amazon. I mean, fucking Bezos is one of the, the gods of like we. You never own anything that you download with our content.
1: Well, also the Amazon's the one who was like, "Hey, publishers, we're going to put you out of business. Just wait." And intentionally undersold all of their books, and then wouldn't give the sufficient royalties to the writers because they were like well we're underselling your books and the writers are like yeah we know it's
0: a small business on amazon
1: you're underselling our books but you should still pay us what we said the book should sell for um so yeah not surprised here that spotify is doing that too it's it's pay for play wow
0: we're back to the radio it's days it's all payola yeah period nothing has changed so can speaking we talk of about- music <laughs>
2: In street level gangster shit, right? For Take us culture, back to the
0: simple, the simple street level gangster shit. For the culture,
2: there once upon a time was a rapper named Jeezy, also known as the, Smir- the Snare this Snare Man, Man. Snare <laughs> Man, Sneezy Snow. And He had a problem with a little young upstart, dope boy across the across the way, across the way, there was named Atlanta. Gucci. Yeah, goo up, as some of the young kids said, goo up, And, uh, you know, uh, that their, their disagreement uh, led to the death of a friend of uh, this Newman. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was always assumed it would be on site.
0: Yeah, but they did a versus. They
2: did a versus. They did a versus. These niggas are way better than me. You know what I'm saying? this was a great conversation I felt like we had this week of I me, mean, definitely, because it was like— You know me, man. It's like, I'm on my intellectual shit, and some of y'all that know me understand, like, how deep my ties to, like, (laughs) fucking street shit go. And it's like, bruh, shit, you killed my homie, bro. Like, it's on site forever. I'm your husband, bro. We don't have to talk about it. You understand exactly what it is when I
0: fucking see you. The tension was, was too thick. I couldn't handle it. I had to, (laughs) I, I had to mute it for a second and just, because, you you hate to see that, you know, you hate to see that. But essentially what happens was Jeezy reached out to Guap's people, to Gucci Mane's people, and was basically saying if he wanted to do a versus. And Gucci was like, look, I will do it, but I got to keep it all the way G, all the way I won the war, and I'm going
2: to and let I'm the... And I'm going to make sure, and it opens up. I won the war.
0: And if you don't know, verses is supposed to be, you play a track, and then I play a track, and then we decide who had the best songs, or who... You know, it's a fun little game that everyone plays, and it doesn't matter. But, you know, in this one, it wasn't like, oh, G, uh, Gucci plays a song. No, he wrote a song. I mean, specifically for you, Jeezy, where he's talking infinite shit, and he even does the diss track saying... The truth.
2: Yeah. Which I still maintain may be... The literal best hip-hop diss track of all time. Yeah I,
0: mean, yeah, I mean, in terms of just, like, pure, like, personal, like, a Dig gut your punch. Dig own boy up, I mean, You man, can't really. You can't say shit. You can't rebuttal that. Um, but apparently at the end it was amicable, you know, it was amicable. (laughs) And that just goes to show you that even the most gangster people, or even the most violent people, the people that had to deal with, you know what I'm saying? The intense, violent, oppressive nature of, of, of living in America, you know what I'm saying? uh, in in the hood, like coming up in Atlanta and just being great artists, you know, the even they could somewhat bury the hatchet or at least be in a room together without turning all the way up.
2: And there's a lot of shit that happened in there. I like to break down some of the subliminal shit, but right off the top, I would like to talk about how when you're around street motherfuckers, you understand hustlers by nature. I think it was so interesting because of one of the jokes everybody talked about, how he reached out to Stacey Abrams, like, yo, can you expunge my record? Because the gangster in me That's what he gangster said gangster in you. Yeah. I know you run with the fucking president and these motherfuckers pardon people and shit. Trump pardons all of his motherfuckers. You over here fucking trying to ride off my name like we cool and shit. So why don't you go ahead and get run up why don't you go ahead and run that motherfucking expunge my shit?
0: Yeah, yeah. So I mean just a little context. Stacey Abrams came on in the beginning to be like, Hey guys, thanks for you know letting me be here, blah blah blah, you know. You know, Stacey Abrams. I don't know whether you you know what I'm saying you you like her or not or whatever it is. But I mean she she a uh, um, uh, a centrist Democrat yeah. like you know. But but like, she came on there and she was like oh you know we just want to say you know you know good luck and blah 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 and and like you said Gucci was straight up like expunge my record expunge you know right my on and she just laughed it off ha 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 lol. But these Democrats are supposed to be for us right? And uh, that was a small microcosm. I'm actually so glad that you brought that up. But these two people supposed to be the most dangerous people, black men right? The most dangerous people immediately recognized. Together. I'm in a room with bigger gangsters in me absolutely it's just so much violence man on the people you know and these politicians are not celebrities and we need to stop worshiping them and um you know great microcosm i think from the gucci jeezy verses and and i'm glad things ended amicably and and folks got to listen to some good music because jeezy Yay. and gucci make some damn good music
2: so uh, one thing i want to run to you man because uh, i think one of the things i heard a lot was um a lot of people gave i was in my feelings about this too because i think about my approach to beef like so much of beef, you know, it's like they talk about in football, like when you get that, that fucking, that roughness flag, like nobody saw the motherfucker that provoked your ass and you hit him and now you catching a flag and shit. So much of beef is that. Niggas fuck with you, they fuck with you, fuck with Subliminal, you. With you know criminals, And then you fucking finally say some shit and motherfuckers are like, wow, they're all the way live. Right? I just can't understand how they got there. And uh, one of the things I heard a lot was that Jeezy was the bigger person for uh, not really retaliating verbally as far as that shit goes. I
0: I, I would like to get your thoughts on that, and then I'll speak on it. There is a certain um, line that cannot be crossed. He wasn't physically on him, you know what I'm saying? He wasn't, like, he was just doing song. He didn't pass that line. So, I mean, while I can respect, you know, Jeezy a lot for uh you know keeping it amicable uh, you know i also respect gucci for keeping it a buck and at the end of the day no violence happened no punches were thrown it's it's like the same thing with battle rap but like almost to a certain higher level because you're battling with songs and there's actual beef there it's the same thing when fighters have real beef you handle it in the ring and if you're talking shit but if you come out of it and it's dap and it's cool and it's amicable then it was it was worthwhile.
2: I I would like to remind us all that emotional violence is violence. You don't have to hit somebody to be violent to people. Uh, I would actually argue that Gucci did cross the line several times in the conversation by talking about, yeah, this outfit cost $10,000. That's a shot back to my chain was $10,000, which is a shot back to your friend tried to come and get my $10,000 chain, and I shot his ass, and here's my $10,000 right now. What the fuck you want to do about it? That's some real southern fucking low-key gangster shit that he did but that's violence it's like i shot your fucking friend to do a friend a song called the truth which again says i shot your fucking friend like you know what i'm saying i feel like that's extraordinarily violent uh where i come from with this shit though um, is i feel like gucci was in his rights to be with that shit because again i didn't go out there and find your friend and fuck him up your friend came to me, tried to fucking endanger my life. You set me up. And this goes back to that Cardi B shit, right? Because remember that, that whole shit where she was talking about, yeah, you know, the whole thing is we go in there and I seduce the dude. And then the friends are running and rob your shit and take your shit. This is that situation. You know, they had the girl that was down with the click. She came there, was getting it in with Jeez uh with Gucci. Motherfuckers ran in with guns. You know what I'm saying? And literally, you know, you
0: don't know. I mean, cops kill people for far fucking less, bro. So here's why here's why I think where I think we do connect. Things happened as a reaction to another thing. I, I think about this all the time. Like we were talking about this before with uh, No Name and J. Cole and, and you know, you are right. kinda being and you know it's all love I totally see where you're coming from you know like why I even reply and I get I totally get why I even reply but I can't imagine you know someone being put out there so publicly coming for you you a 23 year old you know what I'm saying femme, you know trying to get on his left as shit as much as possible it's kind of difficult not to throw it back so I'm not mad at it I know that that was going to be the reaction I know that was going to be the repercussion I feel like that Gucci
2: is well in his
0: rights bro so, like so you started this shit so I you, get to talk shit exactly. forever who started it Jeezy started what happened is someone got sent to the crib to end your life and you that was self-defense so it's not you don't ever get to be the bigger man bro the moment you put a fucking hit on my life and you called (laughs) you called gucci so you had to know in your mind especially because gucci wasn't yo uh,
2: it's niggas in little rock to call me for verses right now bro it's gonna be a scathing fucking time bro so what happens when you're a
0: hustler because you what Recognize game right so when some when you get an l you talk about this too with um with uh with uh, pimp c you got right. to admit you catch L's sometimes catch in this L's game
2: sometimes, bro. so
0: it's just uh this happened and this happened and this happened and this happened did gucci go too far yeah and at any time Jeezy had the right to turn the fuck up but he didn't not to say that he's the bigger person, not to say whatever, but again, why did the verses even come together? Because you want – they and they both dropped mixtapes that night. So still, it was a part of capitalism, and it was a part of uh, the, the clout salacious machine. If war, man,
2: If you study war, the victor always imposes terms of reparations on the 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 one who loses right look at look at like after the napoleonic wars and britain defeats them at waterloo the fucking terms that like the french had to pay the british so like gucci won the fucking war bro like when he's talking about who's relevant and shit like gucci should be getting hundreds of millions of hits still like and i get that Jeezy never thought that that was gonna happen that way but that's where we are right now i won the war And you call me, yeah, I'm going to be all the way live, bro, because it's fuck you forever. And if you want to do something about it, we're both right here. You know, and that'll sell ratings, too. Ultimately, we'll still make some money from this shit. Yeah, no one loses. For the culture. Yeah,
0: for the culture. There you go.
2: And I think it is a really big moment, right? Because when we talk about as toxic masculinity exists, there's a lot of ways where this exchange could have been way worse than it was. Way worse. When we have rappers three rappers have been shot this year, something like that. Some, some, the number may even be higher than that. Like rot beef really do cost people lives. Cause a lot of these cats are coming from inner city. And these are the rules that we come up by like death is shit we see. So like, if you fucking with us, it's really like, what does that mean to you? You know what I'm saying? And I get that there's a large part of America that can never understand where mortality is such a fleeting thing. And but kids that come up this way, that's the way they be. And so for like two unabashedly like there's no one that really doubts Jeezy. He's a really a hood ass dude. The is really a hood ass dude. And, uh, you know, they're not taking each other's lives, man. You have to see that shit is growth.
0: Yeah. And again, why did battle rap? Why was it such a huge part? Why was hip hop a huge part of the game? It was because the, the gang violence that was happening in the Bronx, you know, they had, they found a different outlet. It's why, you know, I appreciate, you know, all these different competitive, sports slash art slash so on and so forth because, like we said, it doesn't end in violence. It ends in art and, you know, game-recognized game and hustlers-recognized hustlers. You know, I think that's our program. Um, is there anything – what's going on over here? Yeah. I see a little – Yeah, I was I was asking. Uh, I was wondering. If He's asking too much of me. <laughs> asking, asking too much. It's funny,
2: y'all. You know, it's funny because people – there's a lot of people in this world that have seen me click. You know what I'm saying? I actually have a really, really large views – But when that motherfucker go, it's quite a thing to see. But what's funny is motherfuckers don't know how wild Kita is. These are lies. These
1: are lies. Okay. Nah, nigga, nah. (laughs) (laughs) She's that that shit so fast. (laughs) I would never. Would never. All right. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs>
2: yeah see, I, I just wanted to see what her views on beef was on holding grudges i didn't even get to touch the microphone on the end after that shit so i think i pretty much proved my motherfucking point i just want to know if she you know who you thought was the bigger person or whatever but it's out good you don't have to speak on uh your particular war theories as it uh relates to uh beef and drama
0: uh exit the matrix podcast at gmail.com <laughs> your questions your comments Uh, You know, let us know you're out there. Matrix Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, we're also on YouTube, you want to check us, we got one little YouTube video up there, you know, maybe it'll go viral, YouTube will take all our money, and, uh, you know, it'll all be for nothing, really. It's funny, he thinks that we got money to take, and shit, right, like these motherfuckers. Right, 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 well, I just mean to say that our potential capital that we should be receiving for our, our creative endeavors and putting it on the internet. Yes. But these fuckers don't we want we. to give the, the fucking fromage, give me the fromage! and that's for me (laughs) yeah stay hydrated stay woke love yourselves um you know i also wanted to say um you know it was uh national trans remembrance day so um you know shout out to our all our non binary folks trans folks out there uh we stand with you and um yeah the world's a crazy place and um you know drink some water